This exhortation was brought to you by the Light Bearers, bringing light until there's no more darkness. His voice, the Bible says that God's voice breaks the, the, um, the cedars. Let me explain what I mean. Many times when, if for example, I say you're free, if I set, if I, if I set a guilty man free, I've set him free, the pronouncement is a legal statement, right? But for God, every word that comes from his mouth, it has matter, it has weight. You know, in school, we learn that matter is anything that has weight and occupies space. The love of God is not just a mere, they are not just mere words, it has weight. You see, when you receive God's love, you are full, you are occupied with something. His mercy is a force. The freedom God gives, all these things, whether it's freedom, whether it's justification, they are not just feel-good words. They are not just words to make you feel good. They have weights. Do you understand? There's a weight of glory. Hallelujah. If God says you are blessed, it has weights. If God says, hello, how are you? It's not just a greeting. Those words are heavy. They have weight. When the adulterous woman came before Jesus and stood before him and Jesus came and said, um, where are the accusers? And he said, Go and see no more. He wasn't just let go. Those words, they had weights. It, it, was, it was a pronouncement. See, John 3.16 says that, um, that um, for God so loved the world, that he gave his, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, those words, those pronouncements, it has weights. It was those words that moved us from darkness into light. Like the Bible says, um, it says um, the Lord knows those who are his. And says, let everyone that names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. It wasn't an instruction. It was a pronouncement. Those words have weight. So when we say when God loves us and God speaks to us, it's not just for our brain to process. It comes with the force of glory. Hallelujah. And that's why God's voice is gold. It is to be treasured. Because when he speaks, he, he, just, he just dashes the storm. It just calms the storm. Even when God corrects, there's a comfort it brings. See what David said. He says, your rod and thy staff. He says, they comfort me. They bring me solace. The rod refers to instruction. And the staff was chastisement. Because as a shepherd, sometimes you have sheep that will just go astray. You have to use the rod to guide them or you just smack them on the knees. You know, David is saying that your direction and your, your punishment, your chastisement, he says, they comfort me. They're like a band aid. They bring comfort. Even when God says, stop it, go here, don't do that. You know, those words bring God. And, and that's why David says, I would rather be punished by God by, 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 or by another man. Because his words, they are the weight of glory. When God says, I love you, and God says, well done, those things, they have weights. Hallelujah. Jesus says, the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. That's why the prophets of those days, they'll go to the mountains too, and they'll stay in silence. They sought the voice of God. And they said, the voice of God is like a sound of many waters. Do you know what that means? It means it's refreshing. It, they, they compared it to the sound of the waves. It was therapeutic. That's why when you go to the when you go to the to, to, to the beach and you hear the waves crashing, the sound of many waters, like you know, it just brings a refreshment. The most expensive houses in the world today, they are built near the near the coast. There's a place in, in South Africa, it's near, near Cape Town called Camps Bay. 
dear God. Wow, so beautiful. And the houses there, in fact, they are owned by foreigners, Italians, Americans, because you just want to wake up to the, to, to the sound of crashing waves. It just does something to your day. The, the Bible says the voice of God is like the sound of many waters. Sometimes you're feeling anxious. Go and hear the voice of God. Seek his voice. He would calm down. Just a voice say, in Gandhi. You know, you just start laughing. <laughs> because something, you see, there's a, there's a silence of doubt and defeat that just goes. Or Laulu, or Michael. See, his, his voice just, you hear it in your heart. It calms the storms. God's voice is beautiful. And most especially for us who belong to Jesus Christ. You know, for those who are outside him, the voice was like the voice of a punisher. But the Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ, he speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Do you know what that means? Oh, hallelujah. It speaks better things than the blood of Abel. He says that the blood of Jesus Christ is a better advocate. It speaks glorious things. It defends me properly than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel being said so because Abel was the first person to offer sacrifices. So what he's saying is the blood of Jesus Christ speaks better things than, than sacrifices and works. He says he speaks glorious things. I was watching um, a clip of this um, famous um, um, court hearing between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. You know, And Johnny Depp's lawyer was so good. She was so brilliant. And the witnesses were so... The, the, everything went in his favor. He was just there, just laughing, you know, because this is a wonderful lawyer. You know, people were just praised because the lawyer spoke wonderful things. She, she made a good case for him. The Bible says that, that the blood of Christ speaks better things. Hallelujah. You know, God, you hear God's voice speaks to you and you feel inferiority just leaves. Hallelujah. That's what the believer must hear the voice of his father. You must hear the voice of God. You must. You can't leave it to your pastor. You can't leave it, you can't leave it to a spiritual men to enjoy. You must hear the voice of God. You can't have insomnia again. Hallelujah. The next point is, let me go forward. Um, I think it's um, before here. Hold on. God's voice is powerful and comforting. You know, God's voice is is, you know, it's, it's not like the voice of the flesh. In, in Psalm 1, and David says that, he says, um, he says, blessed is the man who does not sit in the seat of the scornful. And, the, and scornful means those who mock, you know, those who jest, you have discussions. You know, you, you come from work or maybe at the close of work and people, or at lunchtime, people are discussing about politics or discussing about somebody else. And you're hearing, and it seems as though you've lost like 10 ounces of energy. You are drained. You are just drained. You're just tired. When you watch a movie, you just, you just want to go to sleep. Or somebody is talking, you're like, just please stop talking. You see, the voice of men, they drain you. They drain you when you just talk and talk and talk and talk. Oh, have you heard of this book? Oh, this is our country, this and that. And you're just tired. But not the voice of God. Not the voice of God. Hallelujah. See what the Bible says about God's voice. In the Old Testament, it speaks of the voice of God. You know, it's might. The might of of, the, of, God, of God's voice, you know, and how God's voice is a defense and a weapon. Hallelujah. Um, it's in, um, I'll, I'll, I'll read from, I think it's Psalm 29, verse 3 to 9. And Psalm 6, it says that, to him who writes upon the highest heavens, which are from ancient time, behold, he speaks forth with his voice, a mighty voice. 
Psalm 59 says, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters, the God of glory thunders. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord is, it breaks the cedars. The voice of the Lord, it breaks the cedars, it breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He says, he makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord heals out flames of fire. Ah, hallelujah. It, it quenches the flames. Are there flames in our life? Are you in trouble? Are you, are you like, are you hot? You know, you're thinking of, you're, you're hot. You're like, ah, what's going on? He says, the voice of the Lord, it heals out the flames. Do you, you see the wildfires in Australia last year? Imagine saying the voice of God puts the fires out. The, the voice of God puts out fires. He says, the voice of the Lord causes the deer to cow. It means it causes the deer to, to get pregnant and give birth. God's word causes life. The voice of God. He says, the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness and strips the forest, the forest bare. And in his temple, everything shouts glory. Is in his temple, everything shouts glory. Hallelujah. They rejoice. Then he says, the voice, if, if, if you go further down, he says, the voice of the Lord is like the sound of a trumpet. And, and, and those times, trumpets were used to either sound, was, it were either the sounds of war or the sounds of victory. Either a, either a pronouncement or a call to arms or a call of victory. So when God's voice comes, it is to our defense or that we are victorious. The voice of God is like a trumpet. Then when you come over to the New Testament, it, it, it shows us, you know, a different and even more glorious side of God's voice. And let me go further down. It says, that it, it's, an, it's, it's in Mark 1. The Bible says, a voice came out of the heavens and it says, you are my beloved son. In you, I am well pleased. Now, see, God didn't just say that to Jesus, right? That's what he said that to us. But also, that is the template of all of God's communication with us. Assurance, grace, righteousness. Everything that God will say to us in this day, in the day of the church, under the new covenant, is this. Everything he would say, is wrapped up, the theme of which will always be, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved. In you, I am well pleased. Of every instruction, the fragrance of his voice will be acceptance and the declaration of sonship that will belong to him. Hallelujah. I'll go further down. In Luke 3, 22, Luke tells the story again, he said the Holy Ghost descended in bodily form as a dove and says, you are my beloved son, in you I'm well pleased. In the church is well pleased. Then watch this again. Father, glorify your name. He says, then the voice came out of heaven. He says, I have both glorified it. Hear this, hear this. Ha. He says, John 12, when Jesus is talking, he says, Father, glorify your name. Then the Bible says, then the voice came out of heaven and said, I have both glorified it. I will glorify it again. So the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying, an angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered and said, this voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. He says, for our sakes. 
Matthew 17, 5, he says again that a brow cloud overshadowed him and saying, this is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. That's authority. He gives us acceptance and authority. Praise God. This is my beloved son, Mark 9, 7. Listen to him. Hallelujah. A voice came, Luke 9, 35, saying, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. We are God's chosen one. Listen to him. He gives us authority, gives us grace and acceptance. So everything that God would say will be wrapped up in grace, acceptance, giving us a feeling of faith and being loved. That is the accent of God's voice. If God has an accent, it's not Yoruba, it's not French. It is love and grace and acceptance towards us. That's why we, 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 must, we, must, we must seek to hear him. I've heard people say, I'm anxious. I'm feeling defeated. And I'm just saying, it's because you are listening to the wrong people. Seek the right voice. Hear the voice of God. And not only will you not feel encouraged, but you'll be empowered. Because God's voice, like I said, it has matter. It has weight. There's a weight of glory. His voice is majestic and it is beautiful. Praise God. Hearing God. Now, point number seven. As believers, for us to, for us to have that, you know, to have for our hearts to be porous and to be paper thin to the voice of God, we must um, give ear to his word. Joshua 1 verse 8. Let me read this. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. You know, one of the things that Joshua, Joshua um, pondered upon was, you know, Moses had died. You know, he led Israel and he was, he was a mighty man. So at 120, he died and they mourned him for, I think, was it for 40 days now? They mourned him for 40 days. And um, the helm, the, 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 the mantle of leadership fell to Joshua. And Joshua's concern was, how was he going to lead Israel? Because he knew that the Moses' might was due to the fact that God only spoke to Moses. Do you understand that? You know, God only spoke to Moses then. And it was through that God's voice that signs and wonders happen. You hear God's voice, his face will shine, the miracles, you know, manna from heaven, the quails from the east, where they wanted meat, water from the rock, you know, guidance through many wars where they won. And Moses was private to God's voice. Even Joshua says that God dealt with Moses like a man dealt with his friend. And one of the things that Joshua was worried about was if he would hear voice the way Moses, if he would hear God's voice the way Moses did. And God gives him an instruction. And it's in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8. And the first thing God tells him was, um, sorry, Joshua chapter 1. I know it's up here, but I want to read it to us. We'll soon be closing there. Um, he says, now, verse 1 says, now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. It came to pass that, sorry, I'm sorry. It came to pass that um, I'm trying to read the NIV. The Lord said to Joshua, Moses aid. He says, Moses, my Moses, my servant is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, blah, blah, blah. He says, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, this seemed that they was talking about God's person, but really it was God's voice. 
or because under the Old Testament, what God, what led them was the word of the Lord. So here the word of the Lord came to Joshua by night, the word of the Lord came to this. So it was the voice of God, the word of the Lord. Now he then says, he says, be strong and courageous and be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. He says, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Then he says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. He says, meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. So the premise of God being with him, always he will be aware of it when he meditates on God's voice, on, on the law, day and night. And what day and night means consistently or traditionally as a tradition. So as we, as we hear God's word, as we, as we, we give heed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, as we meditate on God's word, our ears and our hearts are open to his truth and to his voice. We recognize it when he speaks around us. Do you understand that? We are more open and sensitive to his truth. The more we give ourselves to the word of God, to the teaching of God's word. Hallelujah. You know, and it may, it, it, it may be in church, it may be a gathering like this, it may be a holy discussion or a sacred discussion with the saints about a Bible study, or it may be the New Testament or whatever, a Christian book. Let it be, consi- let it be consistent. Let it, let it become a habit, which was what God was telling Joshua. That those who made a habit of meditating on his word, of thinking, think, or of making it their burning thought in their heart, they would never be excluded from God's guiding voice that causes victory. And that's all. That's simply it. He says, meditate on the law day and night, consistently. It's a real decree. It's a tall order because day and night means day and night. It actually means day and night. He was to, he was to lead about 4 million people, but he was to never neglect those duties. He was to meditate on God's word day and night. I was studying the book of Ezekiel and, you know, thinking about, you know, how mighty he was and how God did, you know, crazy things, you know, things that are mind-blowing. And really, those guys, I realized that many of them, they had very strange lives, very strange lives, like, Many of the prophets who spend days reading the law, you know, just listening to God, just listening to God, you know, just being there. You know, it wasn't automatic. There was a devotion they had. There was a devotion. If we are going, if, 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 we, will, if we will see wonders and divine intervention as often as we want to, then there must be a form of pursuit, which I spoke about earlier in the beginning, on our part. There must be a hunger. There must be a craziness. There must be an insanity. You must dwell upon God's word. You know, God knows that we have nine to five jobs. You know, he knows that you have children. He knows that you have exams to write. He knows that there are things you ought to do. But he still gives this instruction. This guy was a warlord. Joshua was an administrator. He was an overseer of millions of people. God, God still gives him this tall order. I was listening, uh, it was what I heard one time was um, Bishop David Yedeku, he said he was during one Shiloh, and he was at the midst of Shiloh, was in, I think it was on the third day. He said, and he said, after the, the night session of Shiloh, it was, I think it was from um, seven, the night session was away from 7 p.m. to 12 midnight. 
He said he retired to his bed. He said he wanted to pick up his Bible to just read a verse before he slept. He says, he says, I didn't know when I read 31 chapters and I turned to my watch and it was already 5 a.m. She was still in the suit and the clothes. He left Canaan. That is in the heat, in the midst of, Shilo, of that Shiloh that year. This is, this, this, this is a man who has done all for God. Let <laughs> put it that way. He says, he says the, in his words, he was like, he said, the love of my Savior burned within me. He said, I could not leave my, my king. You know, I could not leave my king and my, and my, and my groom. He says, I loved my groom so much. He says, I was there 31 chapters I could not leave. I wish that God would bless me with that kind of one guy. I wish. <laughs> Do you understand that? You see, there was a kind of, that's, 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 that's a chancellor of two universities. That's a pastor of 5,000 churches. And like man always says, he says, there are very few people who are busier than me in this country. <laughs> 31 chapters, five hours, he was just there. He didn't plan it. This was a tall, God was telling Joshua, he says, day and night. It was a tall order, day and night. And it gives us that same instruction today. 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 Men and brethren, brothers and sisters, read your Bible. Study it. Have a journal. Write notes down. God will speak to you. And his voice is beautiful. When you hear it, it is majestic. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. It is it will create in you. The word of God will take up personality. It will take up an image. It will rise like atoms coming together, form a structure, a face, a body, a person speaking to you heart to heart. Read it. And if you're not sure what to read, let me help you. Like an Hagen taught us. Read the epistles a lot. Get a good translation. ESV, NIV, Amplified. If you, are not, if you don't understand Lamentations or Isaiah, you know, people are very funny. Read from the epistles. Read again, 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 and again, and again, and again, and again. Read it. Fall in love with your groom. And hear those majestic words. I don't care how old you are. Read it. Read it. And God will tell you about your grandchildren. He will tell you about your husband. He will tell you about the days to come. And those words will be words of victory. And the theme of all that will be, this is my beloved daughter. I'm pleased. Hear that you are pleased. Hear the voice of God. Go after his word. Pursue after him. I'll forever be chasing after you, like I tribute sang. Hallelujah. Chase it. It's something I, 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 my dream, you know, is for those who attend these meetings is to have a hunger. Have a hunger. I have a dream and a vision. You know, when years ago, God told me a vision of how I was going to raise people. And the vision, he showed me a table of people around the, of a family around their center table reading the Bible. Reading the Bible to raise a hungry generation, those who would love his word and treasure his voice and would set him and find him out, who would be in a pursuit, a tireless pursuit of him. Find it is the most important thing ever. I can I won't forget when I was a I was a sales rep in school, and sorry, not at work, and um, I had I had um, I had I'll say to testimonies, I had um, a sales to meet up. I had to pay about millions of naira back to those to the company, and um, I had not gotten the checks from 
the pharmacist and the chemist and the, those who bought what we sold. And it was, I was in, it was, it was in Shiloh, I was there. And it was that, I didn't want to go because I was like, ah, I have to plan for this. And the Holy Ghost said, just go to church, you know, that you can't, you're going to be at work tomorrow. Now you have the evening session for Shiloh. You're going to miss the morning session. Just go for the evening session. So at least you hear something, go for the evening session. So I went there and I was there praising God, listening to God's word, you know, and I just had faith. The, the, the message of, of what was being said was, was different from what was bothering me. But there was just like, it's like storms just died. You know, the Bible says that God's voice heals the flames. Between that night and the following morning, that was my best week ever in that company. When I was busy with the word of God, I was busy with it. I remember when in, in America, my, my, my daughter was, she, I, she was born in America. I couldn't go because um, the dates were very far. So my wife told me that my daughter's head, there was, because they pulled her head out with the, with the, with the vacuum pump, her head was up, it was, it was funny. And there was blood was depositing somewhere. I don't know, it was bad. And that night, I didn't even know what to pray about. I just took one of my old journals. I just began to, to read, just read old writings I've written years ago of, the, of, my, of my meditations at night. And I would, on the background, I was playing some worship songs. I was just reading and I just, I just had a feeling that it was just done. I just knew it was done. I didn't know, I didn't know how to explain. I just thought it was, I just knew it was done. That's why when God asked Israel to fight, you know, in God's kingdom, we fight by eating. Do you understand? We fight by eating. What do we eat? His word, his truth. We fight by hearing. You don't fight by worrying. We fight. Let, let, let me look for the verse. Let me, I don't even know what did I fight. Oh, I, I, I'll find it. Yeah, I'll find it. It's not here. It's in the Old Testament. Where about when God says, go and feast. We fight by hearing his voice. We fight by eating his word. We fight by beholding his truth. That's how we win. That is how we win. So hearing God's voice, is not just about direction. Even when God says, stop there, hold on, or don't do that. It is peaceful. It causes victory. Praise God. You know, let's begin to just pray and pray again the things we have heard, um, you know, and say, you know, God, God speaks to me. My ears are open to him. His voice is wonderful and I'll find it. He speaks to me, speaks to my days. He speaks to my heart. He speaks to my troubles. His voice comes to me. I am his child. We need to appropriate. And some of these words I've said, you remember them, you need to pray, say them aloud to yourself again and um, speak in other tongues as we, as we close. Let's begin to pray.